in-depth research has provided compelling snapshots of our attitudes to faith and belief. 55% of us do not identify with a main religion. One in three identify as Christian. That was compared to 49% in the 2006 census, so that's dropped a fair bit. 16% are churchgoers, 9%, just nine, are active practices. Uh, among the chief blockers, and that's what I was talking about with our previous caller, other church te- teachings on homosexuality and other taking strong issues on, on moral issues, strong stand on moral issues, also historic abuse are the key blockers to people seeking out organised religion. Uh, but New Zealanders do remain open to respectful conversations about spirituality and religion. The report was commissioned by the Wilberforce Foundation, an Auckland-based Christian organisation. Chris Clark, former chief executive of World Vision New Zealand and my um, Kilimanjaro teammate and now advisor to the Wilberforce Foundation, joins me now. Good morning, Chris. Kerry, good morning. Fantastic to talk to you. It's a lot easier doing it here in Wellington than it is on top of Mount Kilimanjaro. (laughs) Well, we did. We saw more of each other in Africa than we saw of each other here. (laughs) Thank you for for taking the time. I think you're in another bushwalk, are you? Yes, we are. Sea Toon in Wellington. Oh. It's about as cold as it was on the top of Kilimanjaro, <laughs> to be honest, but at least it's sunny. Okay, oh, that's good. At least the sun is out. Now, I was interested in looking at what's happening in the United States with a number of key rock stars and rap artists and people like Kanye West getting together for Sunday services and using song to to pray. And it's attracting huge numbers of young people. And, of course, we've seen that with... Um, a number of the evangelical churches as well, with Hillsong. Um, what is it about this slightly alternative form of Christianity, do you think, that is that is attracting young people? Look, I think there's many things in play. The first thing that we're seeing is that in New Zealand, the reality is that most young people are not attracted to church at all. No. Uh, in fact, when you look at the numbers, what's holding up church attendance in New Zealand is, is the older population. Uh, among the younger population, uh, much less attendance in sort of traditional formal church formation it just does not relate to them. It's not relevant to their lifestyle. And that's exactly what the report highlighted that you referred to. Mm. What is connecting with them, though, is two or three key words. Uh, one of them is authenticity. So what they respond to so positively is a faith which seems to them to be authentic. In other words, what people say is also what they live. And so what we saw, we saw this in Audition, was that young people flocked to issues around social justice, they flocked to community, they flocked to something that gives them meaning. Because the question of meaning is still just as relevant to a young person as it is to someone of my generation. Mm. And when you see the rates of um, suicide among young people and, and the mental health statistics, you would have to wonder if something's going wrong. Indeed. And when you ask those questions, and you know, I spend a lot of time working with, with youth leaders around New Zealand, they'll come, come back to two or three themes. They'll say that what young people are desperate for is for community. They want to be a part of something, and they also want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, I think, why faith and religion is still attractive to young people. But you're right, it takes a different form than, say, the traditional church service that people might think of with sort of hymns and a sermon. Uh, what the lo- young people are looking for now is increasingly to live in community. And mm-hmm. in a place like Wellington, where I am today, there are community houses of young people of faith who have gathered around, who live in the city, and are actually seeking to live out 
their faith in their local community. And that's that's very attractive to, to young people. Music is always relevant to every generation. I think today is at 50 years of Abbey Road. Yeah. Well, of course, it's a different form of music today than it was 50 years ago. But music still has that wonderful, attractive power, especially where it has, has a message associated with it. So... Faith in New Zealand, although when you look at the numbers, you've got to say this is not looking good. What we are seeing among young people is a desire to express faith, but in very different ways than perhaps the older generation. And perhaps, is there, can you have moral equivalence and still be a, you know, on the main issues like abortion, like euthanasia, as we're seeing now, like um, decriminalisation of prostitution and the homo, you know, homosexuality without compromising your faith? Well, look, I believe you can. And I think one of the big debates that's happening within the church world at the moment is how does the church engage with the world? And it can do it in one of two different ways. It can engage the world through a series of positions. In other words, this is what we stand against. And you'll often hear that in the public media. So it might be around euthanasia, it might be around abortion, it might be about the blessing of same-sex relationships. We're all very familiar with those sort of stances that uh, people take. Among young people, that is just a complete anathema. And instead, what they're looking for is not organisations that take positions against things, but rather organisations that adopt a posture. And it's incredibly important because actually that's what Jesus did. And so what young people are modelling is how Jesus engaged with the world through a posture, which is about humility. It's about justice. It's about love. And it's about a deep, deep listening. And that is so, so attractive to young people. So in the Christian world today, it's as if we've got these two camps that are having this very noisy conversation between those who are saying it's all about a position. We must take a position on this versus those Many young people, not just not just solicitors, young people, are saying, "No, we must adopt a posture, and that posture is one of respectful listening and humility." We do have a view. Mm. Uh, we might have very different views, but actually, we want to engage from that position, and that's what we see modelled by young people all around the world. And I think it's why actually faith still has a future here in New Zealand. Do you have to grow up with a church-going family, even if they're not particularly religious? They, do you have to grow up with that? knowledge or understanding of God before you can even begin to make a first step? Fantastic question. When we did the survey, we found that most people who identify with Christianity had some previous encounter with Christianity, usually through a Sunday school or through their parents or through an earlier church attendance. The number of people who come to the Christian faith, sort of out of the blue, if you like, is actually a very small percentage of the population. I think it's sort of less than 5% of of those people who uh, adopt a faith. So clearly a faith tradition is is a part of that. But what we see usually is that the way that young people come to faith is often very different to the way that their parents came to faith. Mm. Mm. I mean, you know, it was sort of you must do this because everybody else in the community is, whereas the, perhaps a more genuine thirst for knowledge or comfort. I think you're right. And I think in that sense, although when we look at the raw numbers and it seems to show less and less people attending church, um, you know, Christian people can look at that and say that's a terrible thing. I think what that's saying to us, though, is that people who attend church are choosing to attend church or involve themselves in faith issues, not because they're told to or because it's socially acceptable. Those days are long gone. It's because actually they truly believe or they truly want to be a part of a community. So maybe what we're seeing is a truer reflection of Christian expression than perhaps some of the earlier numbers might have suggested. And how are the young people coping with all these big burning moral issues that are going on right now? And there seems to be an awful lot at the moment, and we've got all sorts of referenda coming up in the next election about social issues. 
my, it's such a good question, um, and their own children. Uh, and so uh, among some young people, they've just got their head in their hands, particularly when they hear Christians who come out, well, it seems to be very harsh and a very intolerant voice. Mm. And for a young person to identify with that kind of Christianity is, is just something they don't want to do. So for a number of young people, they're just going quiet. On the other hand, what we're seeing, and this is the question of authenticity, is not just young people, but many serious Christians just saying, you know what, um, we could be associated those with those people who are standing with uh, criticising those people, criticising, for example, an abortion clinic, mm. uh, and with placards saying, you terrible person, you're murdering your child, or we could be found inside that clinic holding the hand of that young, terrified 18-year-old girl who's wondering where on her she is and what's going on. And what we're seeing is so many Christian people who are actually embracing compassion and a sense of justice and a sense that actually, you know what, we're all broken people. <laughs> None of us have got it together. And let's be honest about that. And that's actually why we need each other and that's why we need community. And that's that's the expression we're seeing. And you know, we're talking a lot about changes in the generations, but I think in the report, the one thing that for people of faith that I think comes through, gives me great hope, is irrespective of people's age, there's a deep respect and affection for Jesus and what he stood for. Maybe not for his church, mm. but for actually who he was and for his message around grace and around justice and around faith and around humility. And that resonates just as much as today as it did 50 years ago or indeed 100 years ago. Thank you so much for your time. Always good to talk to you. That is Chris Clark, advisor to the Wilberforce Foundation, talking, you know, faith, young people. It was just interesting seeing the numbers of young people being attracted to a different form of religion and at a time when, you know, we do have such high stats of young people who are just finding the world wanting and who are struggling with themselves. You wonder whether or not you know, there is something missing, that perhaps you've got to be exposed to something to have a chance to reject it.